I'd like to take a moment now to tell you about my favorite co-parenting app, FAIR. There are other apps out there, but FAIR is the only one that I recommend to my clients. We know that divorce is never easy, and when children are in the picture, it can be really tricky, especially when you're trying to communicate with your ex, and that's a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. It helps to eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. Here's what the FAIR app can do. It has a time-sharing calendar, documentable text messaging, an expense tracker, a GPS check-in, and by the way, no one else has that, a monthly parenting report, a private journal, a file vault, and importantly, you can export all of the records into a convenient and time and date stamped PDF when you need it for your attorney or for court. And there's a Spanish version of the app as well. So subscribe at BeFair.com, that's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com, and then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. You can go to FAIR.com for more details and use the discount code SUSANG18 to receive 20% off. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. And in that pause, you can figure out how you want to react and respond. Because you know what? That's where your control is. That's the only place your control is. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today I am joined by a friend down in a sunny state far away from me, Jennifer Warren Medwin, who is joining me from Miami, and we are celebrating another book launch, everyone. Jennifer's book came out last month, Jennifer? In January. January. Oh my God, time is flying. It is March now, but it's called Strategies and Tips from a Divorce Coach, a Roadmap to Move Forward. And I was just telling Jennifer that to me, this is taking a divorce coach and distilling her or him down into the pages of a book. It's really a coach in a book, or at least the beginning of a coaching experience. Um, And if you can't afford a coach or you want to find out what that's going to be like, I highly recommend getting the book because she's done a beautiful job distilling this down. So Jennifer, thanks so much for joining me here today. Thank you for having me today. And I have to say, just before we get started, you're one of the people on this planet who I have Buddha envy of. Um, Jennifer Jennifer and I were talking about our mutual love of Buddhas, and I have a rather large Marvel Buddha here in my office, but she sent me a picture, and with her permission, I'll share it um, in the show notes. She has the most gorgeous pool in her backyard and a 
gorgeous, huge Buddha that's beautifully lit up with palm trees around it. I have, I have serious Buddha. And Buddha. Oh, wow. Thank you. I have to say that I'm very fortunate because wherever I move in my house, I can see the Buddha. And just like I say to my clients to set the intention of creating things around you that bring you peace. Whenever I see the Buddha, it reminds me to just go inside and just be silent for a minute and then move on. And to have that out of every window in your home mm-hmm. is uh, such a blessing. I, you know, I've had to to change that a little bit around and I have Buddhas in every room of my house, Mm -hmm. but it's the same reason. I believe very strongly that we can create an environment that nurtures us and brings us the peace that maybe we're not finding inward or that we need to be reminded to take that pause, like you just said, so that we can find those moments of peace in our life. And for me, Buddha does that. Yes. It reminds us that we are human beings beings. We often are human doers. We are constantly living life. Either we're sleepwalking through life or we're on that rat race. And it's important to bring ourselves back. And the reason is because happiness is really an inside job. We outsource it so often, but it's really, if we listen to our inner whispers, it's all in inside. And actually, let's turn those whispers into shouts, right? So that we don't have to strain to hear them. And in that in that moment of silence, when we see our Buddha or, and people have different things. I, I also right. enjoy a good lotus. You know, Asian art for me very much brings that peaceful moment. But if you're a person who enjoys the ocean, you can have a picture of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a person who enjoys the mountains, you can have a picture of the mountains. It doesn't have to be that it's your you know, where you live, you can create that environment in a variety of different ways. For sure. And I love the fact that you brought up the lotus and that you have the lotus because the lotus actually grows in muck and then it turns into a beautiful flower. And we all have that opportunity. Whatever challenge we're going in, if we remind ourselves just like the lotus plant, we can evolve and emerge so much more than what we are right now. Was it Buddha who said no mud, no lotus, or, you know, without the the messy, mm-hmm. goopy mess yes. of life, you wouldn't have the beauty of life I, right. is, is what the, the intention was there. So, well, we're going to talk a little bit more about how you can do some internal work, a little mental work um, to help yourself through that divorce process. And you have actually in the book, I told you when um, I was thrilled to get a copy of it. And when I read through it, I thought you did something that was incredibly smart, considering that you are dealing with people who are in a time of trauma, difficult emotions, just a heck of a lot going on, having to learn a lot, having to take in a lot of information. You have a number of mnemonics that you've set up in the book. And I said it right, everybody, just so you all know, I've been screwing up that word all along, but mnemonics, um, which are for those who do not know where you take, they can be a variety of different things, but it's basically a uh, verbal, either alliteration or use of the first letter in a bunch of words so that you can remember something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important as you and I just talked about a minute ago, 
people have a very, it's hard to take in all the information around divorce. I mean, your book is hundreds of pages long. You get an exact count on here. Yeah, you just hop over into the 209 um, or 11 pages. That's a lot of information to take in. And the mnemonics really help people to break things down. Was that a part of your thought process? It definitely was. I want to answer your question, but first I want to acknowledge something that practice makes better. And you practiced saying mnemonics. And see, I didn't practice like you did. And practice makes better, right? And that's so important for people to understand that just because something isn't in the moment doesn't mean it cannot be, right? And so it's important to to practice, nothing will be perfect because perfect is a setup, right? But if you practice, things will get better. So I will practice saying that word as well. Well, I got it from you. So we know you can do it. That's right. That's (laughs) right. Well, you know, when you're going through a divorce, whether you want the divorce or you don't want the divorce, you go through a series of vast emotions and often you're overwhelmed by all the responsibilities that divorce brings, right? There's lots of different documents you need to have and thought processes and and items that you never even thought you would actually have to think about. And I created the book to help individuals break it down in a very tangible, user-friendly way. So using mnemonics, is very helpful for people because they can have these tools and strategies in their pockets that can help them remember the skills that I want to teach them. So for example, I have something called the truth framework. And what does that stand for? It stands for trust, reflect, understand, talk openly, and honor. And that all has to do with you. How do you champion your own authenticity? How do you listen to your own whispers? How do you trust yourself and the process? And it's so important. And when we start developing an awareness of the truth framework, that's when we start evolving and growing and championing our own authenticity because we don't live in a comfort zone. We don't grow in a comfort zone. Growth is outside of the comfort zone. And when you learn the the truth framework where you start to trust yourself and you start to reflect on what it is that you're saying, is it helpful? Is it hurtful? Is it accurate? You know, oftentimes our minds are just spiraling with negativity that weigh us down and don't empower us. And once we have this understanding, this acceptance, we really can move forward. We really can communicate more efficiently. That's the T and talk openly. And then we can really honor ourselves. And, you know, when we honor ourselves, we empower ourselves. And I learned something new the other day, which I never knew. So in the word empower, there are two letters. The first two letters, what are they? The first two letters, E-M. Turn them around. M-E. And says me power. Empowerment is all about what we can do for ourselves to empower us to be the best we can. 
And it's not selfish because when we're the best we can be, it's like throwing a stone in the water. It's a ripple effect. Everyone else around us will benefit from it. Absolutely. And when we spiral down, everyone else is going to get sucked down, just like down that drain hole with us. It's a hundred percent. And I actually, I did not know the empower and me power. And I love that uh, your truth framework is focused on you, on yourself, as opposed to everyone is so busy often in divorce, trying to control what is outside of their control. It is, I see it every day. You know, I've done this for a very long time and it is, it's wrenching to watch people struggle with that because you know how futile it is and you can say it, but the idea of having something like the truth framework in your mind, something simple that you can look back to when you're feeling that, you know, spiraling out of control or that trying to control what you cannot control when your co-parent does something in their household, they've dessert for breakfast or whatever it might be, all those things, you have that ability to pull it back to yourself and look in. This is not a mnemonic phrase, but it is something, it is a formula that I do teach my clients. It's not something that I've developed myself, but E plus R equals O. So E is the event. R is how you react and respond to it. And O is the outcome. So how you react and respond to an event has a direct impact on the outcome, right? And in the reacting and responding, I'm sure many of, of the viewers or listeners have heard pause, right? Well, my frameworks take the place of the word pause, but they create a pause. And in that pause, you can figure out how you want to react and respond because you know what? that's where your control is. That's the only place your control is. I call it the grace of space. Give yourself the grace of some space Mm -hmm. Um, and give your co-parents and everyone else a a little bit of grace of space. We all benefit from it. And that is what you have your power over too, right? That's what you can control. That's right. And that's about honoring yourself, right? Because if you can think about what you want to say and you can communicate it effectively with empathy, attention, and respect, conflict will actually go down. And that that's from Bill Eddy, who I love. We all love Bill Eddy. Yes. Well, <laughs> let's talk about ear statements because, you know, Bill, I think Bill is the king of mnemonics. He came up with everybody out there who's listening. If they're listening to my podcast, they know Biff, mm-hmm. um, they know ear, they know cars, but you, you just mentioned ear. And I do think what, so people think of that only because Bill is so associated with high conflict. Mm -hmm. They think of ear statements or Biff only within the context of a high conflict. Ear is something that you can use every single day of your life in communicating with anyone. That's right. That's right. And And I talk about this in my book because at the very core, all human beings want to be acknowledged. And it doesn't necessarily have to have conflict surrounding it. You know, it could be that you want someone to really listen because the truth of the matter is, and statistics prove this, people listen to defend, not to understand. And yet, if you use this ear statement and you acknowledge somebody 
you know, and you show empathy and attention and respect, they listen more intently, right? We have two ears Mm -hmm. and only one mouth for a reason, right? And so you will start to notice, and as you practice and get better with this, you will notice that you will feel heard much more. And if you're in conflict, you will be able to diminish the conflict and be able to come to some resolution in a, in a faster, more peaceful way. It's truly one of the most powerful tools or a group of tools, I would mm-hmm. call it out there. And, and you're a mediator as well as, as I am. And really ear statements are, are, are really at the core of what we do on that. What I'll say is that side of the table, trying to help our couples, right? We, one of the biggest tools a mediator will use is to let people know that we're hearing them. Right. That's right. It's just a critical part of communication that we, we so often lose in that struggle, as you said, that we listen to respond or listen to defend. The more we defend, it's fanning the flames, right? And not only fanning the flames outside of ourselves, but internally, physiologically. And the more we become aware of that, the more calm we can remain. And the more calm we can remain, the more thought we will be able to use, the more thoughts we would be able to use in a more healthy manner. It makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. It really does. It really does. Hey, listeners, it's Susan. Just wanted to give you a quick reminder to go follow me on Instagram. My handle is at Susan Guthrie ESQ. And you can also follow the podcast at at Divorce and Beyond. That's where you're going to find a lot of the backstory information, discounts from my guests and experts, and hey, just a little bit more advice, tips, and expert insights to help you on your journey through divorce and beyond. Stay tuned for more from my talk with divorce coach and author, Jennifer Warren Medwin, who has some more divorce sticky notes to help you through the process. Human beings are always at choice. Here's the choice. We're either victims or creators of a situation in anything. And it's okay to park yourself in feeling victimized for a period of time. And then we have to move out of that comfort zone for there to be growth. If you are enjoying this episode, check out last week's episode with Michelle Dempsey-Multak, who just released her brand new book, Moms Moving On, with great advice and insights in her trademark BFF style. This is the book you want on your bedside table to guide you through your divorce and beyond. You really just have to worry about creating your own consistent routines for your kids, because if they know what to expect in both places, even if it's vastly different, they still have a sense of security because they know what's coming. And those boundaries for them are important and doesn't have to match up with your ex at all, really. And now we return to today's show. Let's look at another one of your mnemonics, which was the three A's framework. So we did the truth framework, but you also have the three A's. So the three A's framework is is really at the heart of my practice. And, you know, I want to say this, that my practice is based on the empowerment dynamic, which at the very foundation means that human beings are always at choice, right? And 
here's the choice. We're either victims or creators of a situation, okay? In anything, we're talking about divorce, yet it can be bankruptcy, it can be illness, it could be death, any range of difficult situations. And it's okay to park yourself in feeling victimized for a period of time. And then we have to move out of that comfort zone for there to be growth. The three A's framework is having a creator mindset, not having a fixed mindset, having an open mindset where you become aware of a situation. Then I'm going to give you the three A's and then I'll go back and give an example. So you have an awareness, an acceptance, and then acceptance of that awareness and then action. For example, I had a client who was just extremely angry at the whole process. And every time she spoke to her soon-to-be ex over the phone or in person, she would yell at him. I would assume that he didn't like it based on the type of behavior we were seeing come back. And so we spoke a lot about the three A's framework, you know, having an awareness that her communication style was very aggressive. And how might we tone it down so that her soon-to-be ex would be a more efficient, effective listener, okay? And it took some time for her to develop those skills, you know, her body language, you know, her eye contact, her arms, her voice, the the level of her voice. Um, Took some time for us to train her, right? Because again, practice makes better. And she developed an acceptance that the way she was conducting herself, the way she was trying to express herself was not helping the situation. And in that acceptance, she was two thirds of the way there for change, right? And in utilizing the tools that she learned in coaching, she actually developed a healthier communication style, not only with her husband, with her children, her coworkers and her friends. And she herself could validate the own, her own hard work that she did because it was getting reflected back at her. She felt better physiologically. She felt more heard. And, you know, when you get, when you get reinforcement that what you're doing is positive and healthy, you want to keep doing it more. And she just became this voracious learner of, you know, wanting to learn different communication skills. And that, and that was great. And it was all in her being a, a creator, you know, having a problem, not looking, just focusing on the problem, but looking for ways to solve the problem. What an amazing example mm-hmm. of how that the three A's work. I, I remember very long ago in therapy myself, a, a therapist saying to me, awareness is the beginning of all change. Mm-hmm. If if you sit in a, a space of being unaware of anything around you or what's happening or what role you are playing in the conflict or whatever's happening in your world, then it's never going to change. I love that this starts with that awareness, but then tells you what to do even beyond That's once right. you're aware. And again, you know, since my practice is all about empowerment, I try to I try to give my clients or the readers these tips and strategies that empower them. So if you develop awareness, you're one third of the way there. 
If you find the acceptance, you're two thirds, you're almost there. You're almost there. Come on. And just one more step, one more step. And, and you can make change and change is always possible. You know, I, I always, and I don't like to use always because, you know, always and never they put us, they, they confine us, but yep. frequently you find that once you feel successful, it empowers you in so many other areas of your life. And it really gets, gets you going. I want everyone to realize that there are always messages in whatever mess you find yourself in, right? And there are actually two words in message. Yeah. Mess and, and age. age. And okay. As we age, the way we can look at our messes become, we hope, more profound because of the experiences that we've had that led to this moment right? And, and looking yeah. for those messages is having a creator mindset, right? Because just because things are right now as they are, does not mean that they cannot change, right? And right. a creator has hope. Has hope and has, as you said, you empower your clients, has hope. And with that comes the power to change. Things, That's right. Really. That's right. You know, move that forward. That's right. Um, and change. I, I have to say, I, I, I always tell the story on the show. And so my listeners know, you know, I was in the same place doing the same thing, living the same life for 26 years, just kind of coasting. And then when I started to move and experience new things, it was really hard in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. new places, new people, new challenges, but my life has grown so much and changed in so many better ways. And so much more has come into my life because of going through that. And that had nothing to do with divorce, but it's an, it's, you know, an allegory for what can happen at any difficult time in your life. Yes. And, and I want to acknowledge that you have the awareness to be able to say that you've gone through these challenges and here I am and I'm stronger and I'm more empowered. And if something were to come up again where you would feel disenchanted, you have that experience to lift you up and say, you can do it. You know, championing your own authenticity, your own power, is the most important thing that you can have. That brings me to the lean, the lean. Yeah, I was model. just going to say, yes. yes. Because understanding that, you know, that things happen. So the lean framework stands for let it be, empower, which we talked about, accept, and to nourish yourself. And when I talk about let it be, I am not an advocate of let it go because it's very hard to let something go. Our memory brings us back to whatever particular situation creates a challenge for us. And yet learning to just let it be, just accept that it was a part of your evolution and figuring out how to find acceptance in that will lead you through to action, right? So letting things be, not necessarily letting them go. I think it's um, an unrealistic expectation we place on ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, and then empower yourself again, 
what are ways that you can you can improve the situation. You know, Glennon Doyle in her book Untamed spoke about easy buttons and reset buttons. And easy buttons are, I'll give an example. When people stress during divorce, sometimes they, they eat a lot. Eating is an easy button. It's a pattern, it's a habit that they've developed. A reset button is, well, what can you do when you have this acceptance, this awareness and acceptance that when you stress, you eat? And figuring out what that action might be so that you can turn it around, right? So you're feeling stressed, you get anxious, and you you start to eat. You start you go for the something in the refrigerator. You can stop that and say, you know what, I'm going to go for a walk, right? And that and and if you do that and you start practicing it, practice makes better. That's a form of empowerment, empowering yourself, me power, to move forward. Okay, acceptance. Well, we've been talking about acceptance and how critical it is to understand your responsibility in whatever situation you are in right now mm-hmm. and owning it and moving forward, not rehashing it and not forecasting what will be in the moment, but, but just right here, right now. Eckhart Tolle speaks about the isness of the moment and nourish. So nourish yourself comes down to, are you taking care of yourself? Are you exercising? Are you eating a well-balanced diet? Okay. Are you uh, um, saying affirmations in the morning? Are you creating new habits? Are you socializing with people? People nourish themselves in different ways and there's no one right way. Are you taking care of yourself? Self-care during any time of challenge, particularly divorce, is so important. And so that's the lean, lean, the lean framework where you're actually leaning into whatever challenge you have and understanding that you are the creator of whatever you are going to evolve through. I, I really love that progression as you walk people through it because, well, there are so many different you know, and the acceptance is at the core. We, we talked about awareness. Acceptance is also a very important A, um, as we talked about earlier, but that the progression that you take people through with lean that can get you to moving forward. And that's another aspect of your lean method that I think is so important because people it's, it's forward facing it's future focused, not, what went wrong in the past? What did, you know, it's very focused forward. And that is something that's very hard for people when they're caught up in the divorce cycle. Very often mentally, they are caught in the past. You talked about victimhood. They're very caught in what happened to them. Mm -hmm. And that I'm, you know, I'm being divorced by my spouse. And so lean, really, I loved that aspect of it that is so forward facing. I'm always encouraging people to look to their beyond. Yeah. And, you know, rehashing, there's no control over what has happened. Right. And, you know, it's interesting because people always say to me, well, I don't, I don't understand, you know, why I need a therapist and a coach. And I saw a great photograph the other day. And I'm bringing this up because of your, you know, your statement about being forward focused, right? That's what coaching is all about. So in this photograph, a person is holding a suitcase 
And someone asks, well, what's the difference between a coach and a therapist? And, and the person says, a therapist would see my suitcase, op open it up and take each individual item out. A coach would see my suitcase and say, I see you wanna go somewhere. Let me help you get figure out how you're gonna get there. Wow, what a great example. Oh my gosh. That's that yes. explains it so much by It really it, does. You know, the therapist is your past and the coach is your future. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's a wonderful way to describe it. Yes. I'm happy to send you the photograph later. Let's uh, put it in the show notes. For I sure. really love it. And I think it it really helps you. And and that's that's where your power is, right? That's where, you know, your response and your reaction to whatever is in the moment can propel you. It's no um, coincidence that the podcast is Divorce and Beyond. Mm -hmm. um, and most of my episodes, although they are about divorce, always have an aspect of your beyond because I don't want people to be even caught up in the moment of the divorce, which is also easy mm -hmm. to do as you, you know, just circle and circle and circle and continue repetitive patterns. And, you know, when they work with a coach, they'll start to realize and they'll start to recognize, oh, I'm rehashing, I'm rehashing. And uh, another tool that I, that I help my clients sort of practice is, is this helpful or hurtful thinking? You know, and, and it's funny because clients will come to me and say, I, I hear you right here, Jen. Is this helpful or hurtful? You know, <laughs> um, It works because if you can stop your train of thought and actually sort of be your own mediator, right? Yeah. It, it, it really encourages you to think whether what you're using your energy for is of value. And it is value to you and to your future. And is that going to, um, I, I love the example of the suitcase. Is that going to help you go on the trip that you're planning? Is that going to help you get to that forward moving place? I, I see, we talked in the pre-recording about um, my friend, Christina McGee, who's do calls um, sort of helping parties when she works with them parents and she's a parenting expert. So she's usually working with moms and dads or moms and moms and dads and dads. And, you know, she calls them sticky thoughts. And that's exactly what these all the mnemonics and the three A's and the suitcase, all of these are, are wonderful ways that I think you have, and you have put into the book and that you have this real gift for distilling things down into ways that people even in the heat of the moment, whether it's a sadness or a overwhelm or anger, whatever's coming at them, though that little voice, like the little Jennifer mm -hmm. on the shoulder is going to say, is this helpful or hurtful? Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. that's, I mean, that's proof that the way that you are able to get information across to people is sticking with them. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, my goal is to help individuals, you know, who are in the should I, shouldn't I stage all the way through post-divorce, help them make the process more efficient, productive, and healthy. How would people get in touch with you if they would like to work with you? We'll talk about how they can get the book, but let's first talk about how they find you. So I have a website, seekingempowerment.com. I'm on all the social media platforms. And um, they can feel free also to email me at jen at seekingempowerment.com. And of course, empowerment's in your name and in your website 
And that's um, also your your uh, handle on Instagram as well. That's so right. I'll have all of that in the show notes. So people can just go to the show notes and then or to the website, divorcebeyondpod.com, and you'll be able to click through to all of Jennifer's different sites, uh, Instagrams, et cetera. And then the book, what is the best? I was lucky enough to have you send me a copy yes. of the book, but how can my listeners get a copy? So of it is on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Again, I'll actually, I'll do a link to both. Barnes and Noble and Amazon. So we we talked about some of the mnemonics, but there are, here's the truth. And then there's a worksheet for you that's right in the book. So it's not just that it's like, read this and move on. You've actually like created space for people to take that time to break down and distill and think about and apply mm-hmm. what they're learning as they go along in the book. And here's the should and the could. Um, who is it? Dr. Elizabeth Cohen's always saying, don't stop shoulding on yourself. That's right. Because <laughs> I love that. We don't realize how our inner dialogue can disempower us. Right. And it's once you start with that awareness and you start understanding that you use should and 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 what could what could be the alternative you will feel your energy and you're you're just the way you stand rise you will um yeah. and it's just about practicing it it's just about you know really figuring out how you know happiness is an inside job right yeah. and we outsource it a lot and yet you are your own boss and you're your own boss of yourself, which means that if you're not going to do it for you, you're probably not going to get, no one else can do it for you. Right. Yeah. And just like I say to my clients in the process of divorce, you are the boss. You are the boss of this process. Take control, create the life that you want. And it's possible, right? It's, a hundred I've, you know, I've seen hundreds of clients do it. I'm sure you have mm-hmm. as well. I've been there through it myself. And if I had stayed in the mentality that, uh, my life was out of my control, that my divorce happened to me mm-hmm. and that other difficulties that have come along were things that I didn't have control over. I would not have the life that I love. Oh, so much today and a future right. that I look forward to it. It too. And, and we've both seen people do that. So, uh, you know, maybe that's a wonderful note to end on because it's hopeful and it's, it's forward facing. And that's what it's about really. Thank you for joining me to talk about the book. I thank you for writing the book because I've told you, I, I love divorce coaches. I think they play an incredibly powerful and important part in the process. In fact, one of the more important players, um, in many cases, way ahead of my my compadres in the divorce law field. Um, lawyers, we do part of the job. A, a coach is actually going to help you into that future and is a much more important part. So get the book, um, give Jen a call and or reach out on the website. And I thank you so much for joining me. 
you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.